0: It's easy to preach when we get through with that, because we're not through, we're just kind of getting started. You know, this word hope, it's kind of interesting, at the uh, end of the service and the second service, and I want to go ahead and let you know, because it's only going to take place then, like baptism, sometimes y'all get them, and the other, church, other service doesn't, and vice versa, uh, but we have a church that's going to start meeting here on Sunday afternoons, and um it's, uh, it's just it's amazing what God has done, how he does full circle sometimes. Anybody know what he does full circle? I used to serve under this pastor who's now going to be starting a church in our city, and they need to use our building. And he came to us, and he had honored me so much in my past, and honored Mary Lou when he brought us on staff at Glen Meadows. It's uh, Scooter McCurdy. And um, he had honored us and put us in places of position and trusted us with leadership, with, uh, with, our, with a college class and with uh, worship there, and we just saw the Lord, just the Holy Spirit exploded there at the church, and, and I don't know that we, it's part of that stepping stone or that journey that brought us to the place where we're at today, and yet now he needs us, and, and so we're saying, yes, we'll open, we'll open our doors to you, but we're going to pray over them this morning, but it's ironic how God does these things because I asked him last week, I said, well, what's the name of your church? And he said, it's going to be New Hope. I thought, well, they just need to get new, (laughs) and they got it covered, Um, but I just want y'all to be aware of that. They're going to be in here on Sundays at 4 o'clock to 5 or 5.30, Uh, and they've already got a building secured, but they have to get it ready, so it's a couple of months that they'll be here, Uh, but pray for them as they begin uh, this new work there. Uh, Again, we were Mary Lou and I have been blessed by them. I want to talk about surprise today. It's almost the opposite, not necessarily the opposite. It can be the end of hope. But hope is, last week we talked about, what's the two words we called it? Confident expectation. Because our hope is not a wish when we're hoping in Christ. We're hoping when we we have a confident expectation that God who started to work in us will complete it. We have a confident expectation that his promises are true and that he will do what he says he will do, right? But surprises are a little bit different. Most people, if you ask them, do you like surprises, most people are going to go, uh-uh. How many of you have ever been scared by a surprise, like a birthday party? It just freaked you out. You know, you open the door, surprise! And then you just wanted, to, you know, hide and go away because your hair wasn't done or something, you know. But most people don't like surprises. Most of us want to know what's coming before it comes. We kind of like to have our life in order. And so when surprises come, we're not necessarily that thrilled by them. But God, throughout the word of God, he surprised people. He surprised them. I don't think Noah, I, I may be wrong, but I don't think Noah had one iota inkling that God was going to show up and tell him, I want you to build an ark. I think he was probably surprised. I, I think when God tapped Moses on the shoulder, uh, Moses who had murdered, uh, uh, he had murdered one of Pharaoh's men, and he tapped him on the shoulder when he was out tending sheep, and said, I want you to go back to Egypt and lead my people out, I think Moses was probably kind of surprised, don't you? I think I, Abraham, when, when God said, Abraham, uh, I want you to, to uh, you and Sarah are going to have a child, and he's going to be, he's gonna be as the, the, the descendants as many as the sands of the sea, and the stars in the sky. And I'm sure they were a little bit surprised. Even Sarah just started laughing about it. But all throughout the Bible, there are surprises. And when God surprises you, listen, it's a good thing. It may initially seem like, oh, I can't believe this. I can't do this. And God's okay with you saying you can't do it because he likes it, because he knows that you have to trust him to do it, right? But when surprises come throughout the word of God, you'll just see the initial response of Mary. Uh, how can this be? Uh, Joseph, are you got to be kidding me? You want me to marry her and she's going to have a baby and it ain't mine? Surprise, surprise, surprise. I tried to find the video of Gomer Pyle doing that, but all I could do was get a, it was just a little sound bite, and it wasn't very good. But surprise, surprise, surprise. Anybody remember Gomer? Shazam. Yeah, you remember Shazam? So, surprises. I just feel like this year is going to be a year of surprises. It was, it's been a year of surprises for Mary Luna. And, um, we had this surprise on Christmas Day, and I, I got a video to show you what a real surprise for us looked like. You have it ready? About the job, I really wrote down that morning before I talked to the CEO. I said, "Lord, if it's not the right thing, I want you to close it, and if it's the right one, I want you to fling it wide open." That's our daughter. And this is from that day, just Red a little something. Okay. I love the sack. Uh huh. Did you put that in there by yourself? The I did. I well, okay. did. I a lot of rapping. Nuh No! No <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh! No way! No way! Oh, man! Oh, I've been, I've been. oh That that was a gigantic surprise. And I brought this with me. There it is. The significance of the text is on there is... We already knew she, was, she had been offered a new job and got a new job in Austin, Texas. And so we were thrilled about that. They're moving back here next month, actually, in the process of moving right now and getting things packed. But she got a job in Austin. They've been in California for four and a half years. So that's a thrill. And so we were thinking we've been really praying for her. She's, a, she's also a prayer. She loves to pray, and she loves her mom and daddy to pray over her. And so when we, we were so thrilled to know that she was moving back. And uh, the day that she actually found out that she got the job with this company in Austin was the day she also didn't feel so good and thought maybe I should take a pregnancy test and found out that she was pregnant. And they kept it a secret till Christmas day, <laughs> Christmas morning. That's a good surprise. Amen. Amen. Uh, God wants to surprise you with good surprises, I believe, with all my heart. Um, he wants to turn your hope into something, confident expectation, I believe can result in a surprise from God. And it doesn't, it won't necessarily look like you want it to look. It may not feel like you may want it to feel, but God has got a plan for your life, and he wants to surprise you in 2016. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to read from the message today. When I'm thinking about surprises, the the surprise of Saul on the road to Damascus had to be up there in the top 10. If you don't know the story, you can go back and read about Saul. And he was later later named Paul. So I'm just going to use the, the word Paul, his name of Paul. But Paul was he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was a Pharisee. He lived in, in the time that Christ was, was crucified. He was there when, when they stoned Stephen, and he was, giving, uh, he was giving his okay to the stoning of the first Christian martyr. And he was, he, he, it was his mandate, I'm going to go arrest these, these counterfeits, these people that are going against my God. I'm going to arrest them, and I'm gonna, we're going to have them thrown into prison. And when he did arrest them, they were thrown into prison. Ultimately, they died or they were killed. Families were killed because of this man because of his conviction that Jesus was false, that Jesus was phony, that Jesus wasn't real. And so that day he was on, he had a warrant for the rest of other Christians, and he was on his, on his way on the road to Damascus. That's why we call it on the road to Damascus. It'd, it'd be like somebody in a bounty hunter here in, in Saint Angelo, and they had, there, was, there was somebody in Abilene that they had to go arrest, and be, their experience would be on the road to Abilene. Well, this is his experience on the road to Damascus, and God struck him down, on, and, and he blinded him, and he said, Why are you persecuting me? Why are you kicking against the goats? Why are you doing what you're doing, Paul? Paul said, Here I am, Lord. What do you want? Man, you talk about a surprise. Here I am, Lord. I, 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 okay, what, what is it? And he said, you're going to go to a man and he's going to, he prophesied over him. He said, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. Surprise, surprise, surprise for Paul. And this is the Paul that wrote 13 books of our New Testament. So I want you to know this morning, I don't care who you are, what you've done, where you've been, God can use you. man. God tells us that over and over and over in his word. He he picked out imperfect people to do things that only a perfect God could do through him. So Ephesians chapter 3, this is why I, Paul, am in jail for Christ, having taken up the cause of you outsiders. Now when he says outsiders, he's talking about Gentiles. A Gentile is everybody but anything, any person but a Jew. If you're a Jew or you're somebody else, you're a Gentile. So he's taken up the cause of the outsiders, so-called. I take it that you're familiar with the part I was given in God's plan for including everybody. Say everybody. everybody. I got the inside story on this from God himself. As I just wrote you in brief, as you read over what I have written to you, you'll be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's Spirit through His holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of Him all of their lives... What I've been calling outsiders and insiders, Jews and Gentiles, stand on the same ground before God. We all stand on the same ground before God. He has no respecter of persons. They get the same offer, the same help, same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. Listen, the gospel is for everyone. No exceptions. Muslims, he's for the Muslims. The gospel is for the Muslims. For the atheists, the gospel is for the atheist. The gospel is for the religious people. And want, name whatever religion you want to fill in the blank with. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is proclaimed and, and wants to be proclaimed to everybody. And so I'm thinking, he says the mystery has been exposed. He said, listen, I, I'm one of these privileged people that I get to tell the Gentiles that they're in too, that they're included. And I'm thinking, one of the first things I wanted to write down was that now everybody knows the mystery. But that's not true. Not everybody knows the mystery. Did you understand that? You have neighbors that listen. Remember that video we showed about the guy said, you mean that's the same Jesus? Jesus. You mean that's the same Jesus, the one that went on the the one that born in the manger? That's the same Jesus that walked on the earth, that walked on the water? You mean that's the same Jesus that went to the cross? You mean that's the same Jesus that was resurrected? Man, that's the same Jesus. Listen, you have neighbors, you think probably know Jesus, but don't. You have coworkers that you might assume that they know Jesus, but they don't. You may you may know people that you 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 talk to them and they talk they talk a good talk and they talk about God, but Jesus is never mentioned. Listen, Jesus is the one. The one. Listen, if, if we leave God, if Jesus, if we leave him out of the equation, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if people are leaving him out, they're leaving out everything. They're missing it all. He came as a, he came as a representative. He came to show us what God, who our Father looks like. So he is for all people, but the mystery is, is still a mystery to many people. And the thing is, God uses you and me to reveal the mystery to those that don't know what the mystery is. That's what he does. Verse 7, this is my life work, helping people understand and respond to the message. Listen, this is written for you and me. This is our life work. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise. God handling all the details when it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. <gasps> can y'all hear your, can, is God speaking to you through that? God saw to it that I was equipped, but you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. I want you to say, God has a real surprise for me. You see, Paul, he had been persecuting Christians and now He's preaching. About Christians and for Christians. He, he persecuted Jesus. Now he's preaching Jesus. Isn't that amazing? If we were, listen, we, do a, we, do, we have a ministry application here. People say, I, I feel like I'm supposed to be a part of the ministry here. I'm supposed to plug in somewhere as a volunteer, or minister in a certain area, altar ministry or a security usher. We have all these opportunities for people to serve here. But you know what? We give them the first thing is a ministry application. You know what we tell them? We're going to do a background check on you. And a lot of people go, uh-oh, I don't, don't like that so much. Listen, if Paul applied here and we did a background check on him, we wouldn't let him in. Seriously. Think about it. Look at his history. Uh, <clears throat> Paul used to be so, okay. You did what to Christians? <laughs> Looking at the ministry application. You did, you did what? Uh, well, I had him killed. You had, you had Christians. You want to serve in the nursery? <laughs> Where's your wife, Paul? We need to talk to your wife. I say that to say this. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. God can still use you. He will forgive you. He will restore you. He will bring life into what seemingly is death. That's my God. And listen to what Paul said here. He said, there's no background in God's way. He said, I am the least qualified of any of the available Christians. But here's the kicker. Paul said... God is going to handle all the details. God is going to handle all the details. God is going to equip me. And he said, and it will not be about my natural abilities. We have churches across America that have been, been the foundations has been laid, and people are running them on programs, and it's all about natural abilities. It's not about God. It's about natural abilities. Now, God will be in the mix. God will be in the picture. But it, it comes down to, can we do this or not? Can we really manufacture this or not? Many churches in America and across the world are run like corporations. They really are. Did y'all, did y'all know that? Man, there is a hierarchy. I'm going to go to this little church so I can build my resume so I can get to the next biggest church. And if I get there and I do good and it grows and I get to go to the next big church because somebody's going to call me and hire me and it's about stepping up the corporate ladder. Listen, that's, that shouldn't be in the church. Shouldn't be in the church. I don't see it anywhere in the Bible. God's called us to be faithful and God's, God says, I will set you where I want to set you. You talk about surprise when God tapped me on the shoulder and he said, Harold, I want you to go into full-time ministry. It wrecked my world. Yeah, surprise, 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 right? You even surprised Mary Lou even more. <laughs> if he'd have called you, he'd have called me. Man, It was, it was chaotic for a while there. But God said, I've called you and and the calling is not irrevocable. He said, I will keep the call on you. You're going to have to answer it sometime, Harold. So when God shows up and he surprises you, understand this church that he will equip you. He can handle what he's called you to do. Verse eight. And so here I am preaching and writing about things that are over way over my head. Man, I feel this way so often. I'm preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible. But look what he's preaching and writing about. The inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task, Paul says, is to bring out in the open and make plain what God, who created all this in the first place, has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Through followers of Jesus like yourselves, he's talking to this church in Ephesus, gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. I love that because when I'm reading that, and I know God is not, he he doesn't change, and Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I know that we are a part of the church age that started on the day of Pentecost, right? We're still in that church age. And I got to thinking, Debbie, are angels talking about us? I think they are. I think angels are circling around like, have you heard what's going on at Freedom Fellowship? I think probably they're hanging out here today. I think on Tuesday night, they said, guys, I don't, there's nothing going on in town. Let's go to the food pantry. Let's see what's happening down there. Let's see what Wes is up to. That little guy is always running, but he you know, can't even stop him hardly. Let's, see, let's see what he's up to on Wednesday night. I heard that they're doing something about tipping points, about end times. Let's go check them out. And I think the angels follow us around and they're talking about us. I, I don't believe that that's, that's, that's too far fetched to believe. Do you? God is, God has his angels. He gives charge over his angels. So the next time something extraordinary happens to you, think: is there an angel around? The, is there an angel in this in this in this circumstance, in this situation? Because there just might be. We just can't see them. I want you to know this: God can use you. He takes ordinary people and does extraordinary things through us. I wrote down here: some days I wake up and almost have to pinch myself to thank God for the calling in my life. It, it, most people want their dream job. I have my dream job. I think wherever you're at, you're supposed to be. Where if God's got what you where you're supposed to be in His plan, that it's your dream job. It really is. And some some of you think, well, I, I don't. This place that I'm at. Listen, start looking at it in a different way. Does He have me here for a reason? Am I a plumber? Am I a carpenter? Am I am, am I a mom? Is there is there some reason that I'm in this position? I I didn't even want this child should. No, listen, Where God. When when God has you and he's he's got his plan, and he's got his arms wrapped around you. You can look at any circumstance, any place that you're at right now and say, God, this is where I am right now. I'm beginning to I'm going to start glorify you, praising you and thanking you. And I want to see how you're going to surprise me in this situation that I'm in. This circumstance that I'm in because he wants to. We just don't look for him sometimes. We don't listen for him sometimes. I'm overwhelmed that God would choose me to convey this message. And there's a lot of responsibility attached to it. There's one lot of people, well, why don't you preach something a little bit nicer? I, I just I preach the word and, and I want to preach the whole counsel of God. Because listen, if I don't, I've got, I'm going to be judged for that. If you're teaching a class and you're teaching, oh, this is this, this but no, we're not going to talk about that. God's, God told me, he said, you preach my word. Don't apologize for my word. Speak it forth. Verse 11 says, and all this is proceeding along lines planned all along by God. He already knew all this, right? And then executed in Christ Jesus When we trust him, listen to this passage. When we trust him, we're free to say whatever needs to be said. Bold to go wherever we need to go. So don't let my present trouble. He was in prison when he wrote this. Don't let my present trouble on your behalf get you down. Be proud. And he's saying be proud of what God is doing, not of him. Not be proud of prison. Be proud of what God's doing, exalting him. Paul was very clear all all through scripture, never to boast of himself. He always boasted in Jesus Christ. That's why if, if I stand up here and, and we take a stance uh, that homosexuality in the scriptures is wrong, I don't have to be afraid to say that. When, when I take a stance and I say, you know, same-sex marriage is wrong, it's only heterosexual, the, the, what the Bible teaches, I don't have to be afraid to say that. He says this, we can, we're free to say whatever needs to be said, bold to go wherever we need to go. God will surprise you. Listen, he's about to surprise him, you. You're like, wow, I don't know about it. I don't know if I want God to come out of left field and surprise me. Listen, when, you, when it's him, you're, it's going to be good. And here's the deal. We can't live by fa- fear, but we have to live by faith. Say, my, I'm going to live in 2016. Say, I'm going to live by faith, not by fear. Amen. Verse 14, my response. Wow, this is one of the most beautiful prayers by the Apostle Paul. He says, my response. He's talking about what he's seen in the church. He said, my response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask him to strengthen you by his Spirit. Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. That Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love or in love, you will be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out. Listen, church. He's speaking this to you today. Reach out and experience the breadth, the Reach out and experience that test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives full in the fullness of God. Listen, if there's a scripture that we need to grab hold of in 2016, is I want the fullness of the fullness of God. I want to I experience that. I want to experience that. I want to experience all that He has for me. Why would you want to why would you want to settle for less? Why would you want to sit outside the door of the restaurant and say, hey, if there's something for the dumpster, I'll take it. When they say, when the when the restaurant owner says, listen, we got meals in there, it's free. Come on in and enjoy it. But that's what Christians do. We, God's got all this spread for us, all this table spread with all these gifts, with all these plans, with all these surprises, with all these gifts. And so many of us go, uh, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty good where I'm at. We settle for the less. We settle for the little. We settle for the scraps. And God wants us to go after everything. He will not make you go after that. No more than he'll make anybody go into the promised land. You got choices you got to make, church. Let God surprise you. Hmm. Paul wanted the church to experience what he was experiencing. That's what I want for you. I want you to experience what... What God's been showing me and what he's been showing my wife and what he's been showing me in our leadership, what he's been showing us as elders. He's showing us all these beautiful things that he wants to do here in this church, in this community. And we want you to get on board. We want you to experience that. That's why last week I said, listen, if you're just sitting and you're not serving. Listen, I don't mean just some people take that serving thing so so negatively. Oh, that means they're going to make me do stuff. Listen, if that's the attitude, don't do it. Please don't come up here. Oh, what do you want to make me do, pastor? No. Some of you got love for children and our children. We need children's ministry. We need people ministering to our children. And some of you, you know what you think of that as changing diapers or washing off toys. It's not that at all. That's a little bit of it. (laughs) But it's about blessing children. It's about speaking into their lives. It's about bringing them hope. It's about ministering to the mom that comes to pick up her child, the mom that's got a tear in her eye, or the, the, the single dad that walks in there that's going through a heartache, they're going through divorce. It's about ministering to families. It's so much more than sometimes we think it is. Oh, I can't, I can't deal with those youth. Really? You were one of them one time. You know what they're going through. Listen, maybe you don't. I'm telling you, our youth are more on. There's much, such an attack on our youth now, way more than me, us as adults ever experienced in our lives. There's so much. They're just inundated with media and pornography and, and all the things that come along with, with what, the, what the enemy's been spewing for these last two or three decades. We, 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 they, need our, they need our encouragement. They need adults to come alongside them. And God's calling you. He's surprising you. Maybe, today. oh, I can't believe. It. Yeah, I know. I can, I can reach them. I know what they're going. I can do this with Christ's help. Let God surprise you. Look how it goes for the next verse 20. God can do anything, you know. Because he's already, Paul's already anticipating the response of people. Oh, I can't, I can't. God can do anything, you know. But I'm not a gift that God can do anything, you know. Well, I'm not smart enough God can equip you. You know that? Well, I don't have that, I don't have that compassion. Hey, that's part of, that's part of the, the, one of the gifts of the Spirit. God will give you compassion. Well, I don't have that God. Uh, see, listen, you can't say that whatever you don't have, that God can't give it to you because he can. Being surprised sometimes looks like getting out of our comfort zone. Listen, God can do anything, you know, far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Wow, if we can get that, he wants to work in us and through us. I can't can't imagine a better partner to partner with than God really can't because he really does have you covered because we really do mess up we really do make bad choices sometimes we do make mistakes sometimes and god got it. he has us covered love co- covers what a multitude of sins he's got us covered when we miss the mark that's why we walk in faith not in fear i remember i just This Christmas message is still lingering in my heart because when he says God can do anything, you know, I I was taken back to Luke chapter 1 when the angel surprised Mary with the news, hey, you're going to have a baby, and she said, I haven't known a man. And he says, the angel says, and Mary says, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God, in verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. See, we think that's a great scripture. I'm glad Mary got it. But that same scripture applies to us. I believe. I, I think the Holy Spirit wants to impregnate you with a surprise of a ministry, maybe, of a calling, maybe. Because he can do that. Because with God, nothing's impossible. So I don't know what he's calling you to do. I don't, know what he's, I don't know what the surprise is. Some of you already know what the surprise is. It's already passed, and you've forgotten about the surprise. God's resurrecting that today. God can do anything, you know. Say that. God can do anything. Do y'all really believe that? Because if you believe that, then you won't be afraid of what he called you to do, will you? Okay. I love that song that we opened with, the same power. When I first heard that, I said... I said, we got to do that song because I believe that with all my heart. It comes from Romans 8, 11, But if the spirit of him, Jesus, who raised or, or the father who raised him, Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit, through his spirit, through his spirit, who dwells in you. OK, so we have mortal bodies, right? Say I've got a mortal body. And God says, I can dwell in you through my spirit, the same spirit. This, listen. If we can get that, the same spirit that said, Jesus, come up. The same spirit that said, stone, move. The same spirit that said, Jesus, you're alive. The same spirit that spoke that, that spoke Jesus into not, to life. The same spirit, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, comes and dwells in you. Now, that's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. And finally, I want you to know this. Paul said, glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah, in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. I always think of that. When I think of that, I think we're part of that. Lynn, all the generations, we're part of that. Glory to all the generations. Through all the millennia, the thousands of years, oh, yes, glory to God. What he's saying there at the end of that, this great dissertation, this great prayer, this, this great challenge, this, this testimony of his own life, what he's saying is, bottom line, it's about God, not about me. And when we get that, guys, we don't have to walk in fear. Remember I've said this, and so many of you it really blesses me when people come up and say, you know, two months ago you said this, and I remember that, and it changed what I, my life. But when, I, when, I, when I, I spoke that about taking leaps of faith, that we're in the palm of God's hand, right? The Bible says that we're in the palm of his hand, right? And so when we take leaps, where are we leaping? In his hand. And guess what? He doesn't, he doesn't drop you. Remember when, remember when you were a, a... How many of you ever had bunk beds? You ever jump off the bunk bed into your daddy's or your mom's arms? Usually your daddy's arms. Anybody besides me? Or have your kids jump out, jump into your arms? And what do they do when you say Jump. What did they do? They just jumped. They didn't think twice about it. And then they, then they wanted you to do it again and again. You do it again, do it again. They want you to do it over and over because they trust you. So when we're jumping, we think we're leaping off a cliff. God says, well, you're just leaping off into my hand somewhere else. So there should be no fear. That's why Paul would say to live as Christ, to die is again. He said, I don't care if you kill me or you let me live. I'm going to do what God called me to do. If we have that kind of attitude, guys, we're not going to worry about our job. We're not going to worry about saying and being politically correct. We're not going to worry about anything because the Bible says, don't worry about anything <laughs> and everything give thanks. Everything give thanks. He'll guard your hearts and your, he'll, he'll guard your mind in Christ Jesus when you begin to do things, not out of worry, but out of faith, not out of fear, but out of faith and trust and hope, confident expectation. So I'm going to, I want to challenge you this year uh, that you're going to be looking for the surprises how many of you tried to find the gifts before they got put under the tree? Anybody besides my wife? Huh? <laughs> how many of you shook the gifts? Huh? Well, God's about to shake some of you. <laughs> I think he is. I, re- I really I think he's gonna shake some of you. Because some of you are just like, okay, I'm cool where I'm at. And God says, Yeah, you think so. Just I'm just giving you a warning, okay? The prophetic warning. He's about to shake some of you to to uh do things more than you can ever ask or thought of or imagine. Would you stand? We have our ministry team. Because I'm believing, listen, and I'm not one of those pastors that gets caught up in numbers, but I also know we have to be looking forward. And making provision for, for the needs that are coming. But I believe there's a day coming where this service is gonna be full. And then I already know the other services almost almost every Sunday is almost full. I know like people don't like to sit very close to each other anymore, but it's getting that way. These are, when we first started this service, y'all remember how many people we had in here? About twenty five, thirty. And this is starting to grow because God's doing something. God's showing up, He's healing, He's doing He's doing miracles and, and so we, and my challenge is, con, is going to continually in this whole month, I believe, is he's going to challenge you. He's challenging me. He's going to challenge you to uh, step out and, and be accountable and trust God for whatever he wants to do. And uh, it's going to affect this community. It really is. It's going to affect this whole community and even beyond that. So would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Everybody, just everybody, this is not a salvation kind of thing. This is something else. Just bow your heads, close your eyes. Nobody looking around but be I want to ask you a genuine question. and I'm Trying to think how to put this. Do you want to be surprised by God in this coming year? If you do, just slip your hand up and put it back down. You want to be surprised by God? I'm talking about it in a good way. It's almost everybody's hands going up in here. You won't be surprised by it. Are any of you dealing with the issue of, um, you can put your hands down. Are any of you dealing with the issue of fear in this area? Okay, just put your hands up. Hold them up there. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of you. You can put your hands down. So the issue is really not fear so much as it is faith. Okay? God is trustworthy. He really is trustworthy. And a lot of you have raised your hands probably because of past disappointments. Things didn't work out the way you thought. You thought God surprised you, and it just didn't work out the way you thought. Listen, you're in good company. It was that way for me, too, for 17 years. didn't work out the way I thought it would. But in those 17 years, God had a plan. God always has a plan. So wherever you're at in that fear issue, God's still working in you to bring you out of that into faith. So you don't need to stress about it. You just need to bring it to him and lay it down. Every time it rises up, lay it down. Every time it rises up, every time anxiety rises up, you just begin to speak positive. You speak God words. You speak power words. You speak, no, in the name of Jesus, I am not a person of fear. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. You get those scriptures and you begin to counter the enemy's attack with the word of God, just like Jesus did. So since there are so many, uh, I'm not going to ask for all of you to come forward because there are just a ton of you. We're going to pray over you. But I want to ask you, if there's someone here this morning that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, if you're here this morning and you've never said yes to Jesus, you may have been baptized you may, have, you may be a member of a church somewhere, but you've never had a radical transformation of your life when Jesus came in, forgave you of your sins, and renewed your life. And Like Mary Lou said earlier, He made you a new person, new creation. If that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning, you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you just slip your hand up so we can pray for you? Would there be one here this morning that doesn't know Jesus? Okay, I don't see any hands. So that's awesome because we got a room full of believers. Is there anyone here this morning that needs prayer for a physical physical illness? You just slip your hand up. Okay. I'm going to ask you to step out and let's, let's pray for you. I know that's a lot of you. But by faith, would you come forward and let us pray for you and see what God wants to do? Go ahead and step out. If you raised your hand, you need a prayer for a physical illness. What we'll do is we'll anoint you with oil this morning if we, if we can get to you. all our life group pastors come on on up any more one on ones up here yes yeah Yeah, that's a good idea just go ahead and take them grab somebody and take them into the fellowship hall okay Pam and Charles can y'all pray for some people we have seen miracles this past year yes yeah Grab somebody and take them with you. Take them to the Terry's gonna share something in just a second. But a lot of people I want I believe God still heals, and you know why I believe that? Because his word says it. It doesn't matter if I haven't seen it all the time. It, God's word says this. So I just trust his word. And if you listen to it, you don't ask, you're not gonna get. That's a different translation, I know. You have not because you ask not. But God wants to touch you this morning. He does. I, he's healed me he's healed Jeff he's healed Johnny Mac. he's healed so many people I could just go down the list to Esther I mean just recently we've seen people healed and restored we've seen documented healings not that they have to be documented but God likes to show off okay anybody else need prayer for anything Blenda's still available up here anybody else need prayer for anything we've still got time Getting better and better on time. I feel like today is a really important day for us to spend some time in prayer. You're going to get a crew, Glenda. No? Yep, you're going to get a crew. Can you handle them all? You need Bobby and, and Gussie to help you? Okay. The rest of you, I just want to pray over you, okay? Especially if those you're dealing with fear. Father, your word says that you did not give us a spirit of fear. It is not from you. This anxiousness, this anxiety, this trepidation, the, uh, the terror or the any of that, it's not from you. So we know it's from the enemy. And you're bigger than him. It says greater are you in us than he, the enemy that's in the world. It's, just, it's a fact. You're bigger. And so, Father, we thank you that you're bigger than fear. And that you give us power by the spirit of God and love which is who you are and a sound mind which comes from all of that Lord so we thank you for power just thank him right now just right in, your, right in your right where you're at if you've been dealing with fear say Father I thank you for power the Holy Spirit power in me I thank you for the love of Christ perfect love cast out fear just speak those things that's what you need to begin to do I thank you that perfect love casts out all fear Father I thank you that I have a sound mind that I have the mind of Christ. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Listen, if those three things, that gets, that's covers you pretty good. So every time the enemy says, no, that's not who you are, then you say, uh, yeah, sorry, devil. My God says, I have power and love and a sound mind. That's who I am. And I can do anything through Christ who gives me the strength to do it. And nothing is impossible with God. You just need to get those scriptures and begin to attack, 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 attack. The enemy comes. Say, nope, not going to listen. And you know what the Bible says? And Jeff said it earlier in his prayer. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. He didn't say resist the devil and he will flee. He said first submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. God's got it all figured out. We just need to get on board with what he's showing us. So I bless the congregation that's in this room this morning right now. With power, the Holy Spirit, power, the love of Christ, and the mind of Christ today. And Father, we bind up the, the spirit of fear that would would want to would want to wreak havoc on your people. We bind up the spirit of fear and we lose love and power and a sound mind today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say in Jesus' name. I receive that. Amen. You may be seated.